welcome to the GHFL podcast. I'm your host, Delacqua. I am here with a couple of special guests. We have Was. Yeah, yeah. And we have Sir Willie. Back again. Back again, exactly, with the wisdom and everything. So, yeah, I think we're going to have a good episode. I think we're going to have a good episode. Um, so yeah, I just want to, I guess, let's, let's get it started. Let's talk a little bit about Watts has been disturbing me. So I'm just going to let him talk a little about his predictions. Apparently he feels like he predicted everything that happened last game week. So he wants to get some credit. Um, so Watts, please tell us the things that you feel like you predicted correctly and why, you know, we should hype you up a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a feeling. Hmm. It is a... It is a fact that I predicted all these things correctly. The, the the scores, well, not the exact scores, but who would win the game. Uh, I said uh, Arsenal would tie yes. against Crystal Palace, and uh, that is what happened. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, the, there was an issue with VAR, but, you know, that's a whole other problem. I also said Manchester United would win. They, they went ahead and won. And um, I said Liverpool would win, and that's that's what happened. So, I mean, it, it's not every day that someone predicts like three, three scores like that, you know. So, yeah, three out of three. Yeah. So I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. No. Good job. Good job. Definitely. Thanks, thanks. Definitely a good job. You told us Chris Wood might do something. I don't. I don't believe anything happened, but. I mean, okay, so Chris Wood, <laughs> what, what happened with Chris Wood was um, he hurt his hamstring before the game. Mm. I think it was actually two days in training, and uh, unfortunately, he was in no-show for the game. Yeah, okay. But if he played, he would have scored. Okay, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. Yeah, just looking at the predictions since we're on it now, um, I'm just seeing what everyone did. Everyone did pretty bad, actually, except for you. We had we predicted the th- those three games like you just mentioned Liverpool Spurs. Um, pretty much everyone said Liverpool was going to win except for Mecca who decided that they were going to draw. <laughs> um, Norwich versus United. Uh, I see a lot of Mecca said Norwich was going to win. I don't know what he was on, but uh, George and David said they were going to draw. I'm not sure why. And Arsenal Crystal Palace. Uh, George actually said Crystal Palace was going to win. <laughs> and everyone else said Arsenal was going to win. So, definitely you deserve some credit. You deserve some credit. Um, we'll talk about some games that happened in the past. Winfred, I don't know. Did you get to see the um, the Leicester City game? Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, Leicester versus Southampton. Yeah, uh, what the man. hell? Man, they made some history. I really feel bad for Southampton because... Um, uh, to be honest with you, after that first goal and they got the red card, uh, it, the game really went downhill from there. I felt like if if the goal stood, they should have given um, they should have given uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Bertrand a yellow card. But I mean, to be to be honest, it was a red card offense. It, it was yeah. a red card offense. And I, I felt really bad because the game really really went downhill from there. But uh, the major takes in that game was uh, Javi Barnes and Ben Chilwell. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Those two guys had the games of their lives. Like, they were just running down the left side like, oh, man, a headless chicken. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> These guys were just having fun. Like, Chilwell, man, he was just having fun. I mean, I had Chilwell on my team, so I was very happy for the opening goal. And he also chipped in, to, uh, I believe, two assists and a clean sheet. I, I ended up with 19 points from Ben Chilwell. A guy, that is incredible. Yes, a guy that I actually was making plans to sell him. That same game week, he mm. gave me 19 points. Ben Chilwell, you, you're going to be in my team for the next uh, foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, his major take in uh, that game, I think, this Leicester City guys this season mean business. They're ruthless. They do. Uh, they 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 don't come to play. And uh, Brendan Rodgers has 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 molded them and disciplined them into a, a a unit. Like you know, they are actually a unit. Uh, back in the day, all all you you saw Leicester do was hoof the ball to Vardy and make Vardy run. 
get behind it and shoot. I mean, they still do that now, but in this modern Leicester City uh, team, there are other players that can chip in the odd goals. Like, you know, now they added Ayose Perez. You know, he, yeah. he uh, he's good in front of That goal. was a big signing. Yeah. It was a very good signing. a very good signing. And for the fee... And uh, what he he adds to the to the team, I think that's really good. And then Tillemans uh, is also very very good. He also scored and I believe assisted in that game too. Uh, Madison, uh, Madison was quite quiet that game. Uh, other than yo, yeah. he was so quiet. I yeah, had Madison on my team. After I saw the score nine <laughs> zero, I'm looking at my fantasy team like yes, we're lit. And I'm like, I think he gave me like eight points, yeah. maybe six, like. I was like, what is this? How did he not do more? And he scored nine goals. Like, they scored nine that's goals, ridiculous. Yeah. Everything, was, everything was going through uh, Javi Barnes, Chilwell, and then, um, whatchamacallit, Tillemans, and then uh, uh, Perez. Uh, uh, Madison was really not doing dumb. He was not doing much in the in the final third. Like, yeah, he would he would literally get the ball. He didn't the really have to do anything, though. Like, no, he didn't. You know. He really did not. Yeah. Like, and the coach could have taken off all three of them, uh, Vardy, uh, Madison, and Tillemans, and they could probably would have ended up scoring about probably about eight still. But yeah, yeah Kerry, how do you? How does like? How does a team lose by nine? Like it's kind of it's. I, I believe it's just the worst scoreline ever in the Premiership. Um, but how does that happen? Because I remember back in the day when, what, Germany beat Saudi Arabia 8-0. That was like, oh, my God, Saudi Arabia, they don't have professional players. This is the premiership, the supposed best league in the world, this and that, that and this. And the team lost 9-0. Like, I don't even care if they have a man down. Like, teams that play with two men down, how do you ever lose by nine? So, I mean, it's just... Uh... Southampton, they've been poor for a while now, right? They've been poor for quite a while. And the coach, he does some weird formations, three in the back, this, that. He, like, tries different things. He 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 doesn't know what his team is, like, going forward. He was playing Che Adams at the beginning of the season, switched to Danny Ings, which that that was actually a very good switch. But as far as, like, the setup of the team and the motivation and the steel of the team, they are so easy to beat. Like, without the red card, maybe they would have done better. But just, we've seen so many teams get red cards and they don't lose 9-0, especially mm-hmm. when you're at home. So, once they got the red card, I thought he should have made a switch because he was playing three in the back. So, once you get a red card, like, you have to make a switch. You have to, you know make a switch and get the defensive, you know, set up in place so you don't collect goals. But they took four in that first half. And I think it, it happened basically at the same time, the goal and the red card, you know, like the yeah. tackle happened right before the goal. Then, so I think that kind of stunned them. It shocked them. But that's why you, the manager, you're there, right? So... Sometimes the players can't control these things that they go through in the game. But you as the manager, like, okay, we just conceded and got a red card at the same time. I need to do something ASAP, you know, to bring the team back to life, to bring some, add some ginger back to my team before it becomes a trash. And he didn't do anything. He just stood there on the sideline, like, looking you know, mm-hmm. Leicester, were, Leicester were dominating the game and he didn't do anything. Just started chopping goals. By the time they had collected four in the first half, it, the whole uh, mentality of the team was already was, gone. It was five in the first half. It was already gone. So, uh, yeah. It was five in the first half. It was even five in the first half. Goodness gracious. You know? That's so, crazy. I mean, that, that was just really poor on Southampton's parts. And I... I I hold the manager accountable for that sort of result more because, you know, the players, they're on the field going through these things. Like, you, you know, you're like, all right, all right, what do I do? Let me bring on an extra fender. Let me do this. Let me show everything. No, you know, switch to like a 4 4 1, you know. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Like, it's not hard. It's not hard. I believe that dancer was on the bench. Just bring on another defender, take off. You know, either Bertrand or even Danny Ings. Take off someone. Have maybe have Redmond play up top but on his own, 
and Red Redmond isn't like an out and out striker anyway, so which helps. Yeah. So he can drop deep and be play more like a midfielder. You know, just play for like everybody bunker up. Uh, James Ward Prowse, don't don't even worry about trying to score, about trying to create. Exactly, for the just defend. For like, for exactly for the rest of this half, let's contain, let's contain, so that we have something to play for in the second half. And he didn't do that. Yeah, but no, I think I think it's a shame that they lost by that. Yeah, but I'm like looking it. at their previous games, and I mean they have been losing, but they haven't been. I mean they haven't been that bad. Like it's just, I think it's an outlier. It's just a crazy outlier. Um, what do you guys think about Brandon Rogers? Because Brandon, like when they hired him, I was, I don't want to say skeptical because I believe in him, but I thought the other manager they had before him, I can't remember his name. Uh, Puel. Yeah, Puel. I thought he was doing okay. Like they weren't doing bad, so I was like, I thought they were kind of harsh. But now after seeing what Brandon Rogers is doing, I'm like, oh, there's a difference. What do you guys think about his his work so far? Yeah, I gotta give Brandon Rogers credit man the guy the guy has really shown some coaching pedigree like already i personally liked him from swansea days yes because i'm like yo what, like this this is a small Leroy team Fur. Mm. yeah they just the came up and then they were playing out the back passing trying to dominate possession in games and i'm like yo, this who this manager then he goes to liverpool and he does really well at liverpool very unfortunate the season with uh, where they where they couldn't the slip. to win the league, yeah, the slip and there was one Crystal Palace three three game that was actually the nail in the coffin. Everyone remembers the slip, yeah, but there was there was a game people remember Liverpool were up three one, and they let Crystal Palace come back equalize three three. So, you know, then he goes to Scotland and he just two years in a row wins everything like they won a treble back to back in Scotland with the Celtics so and he comes back to the Premier League and no one is really expecting much you know like Leicester have already won the league in 16 and it's like ah let's just see what we can do but I'm actually impressed that they didn't rest rest on that you know we're yeah. a small team and we have won the league they actually used the money that they used they got from, you know, Mares and all these guys. They invested back into the team. I'm surprised they're getting guys like Tele Moore. Like, I'm like, what are other teams doing when a player like Tele Moore is just going to Leicester? Yeah, you very know? true. So, I mean, and then he has brought these kids, the James Madison and the Harvey Barnes, and he's playing them, and they're playing well. They're, they're definitely responding to his style of coaching, you know. So, well, let's... Uh, we have to give Brendan Rodgers credit. Let's see where Leicester finishes this season. If if they finish in the top four, I'll be amazed because I still don't think that they can. But if they do, who? Why why don't you think that they can? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's good that they're not in any other competitions right. as far as like Europe. So that gives them an edge. But I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see that they will get there in front of Chelsea or Tottenham. Even though Tottenham is doing really bad right now, the season is still long. Like, we're still, like, 28 games. Mm -hmm. There's still 28 games to play. I don't know. It will take an incredible amount of consistency for them to finish in the top four. But they have a very, very good shot. Like, this year is their best shot. Tottenham is... Tottenham is confused. Arsenal is extremely confused. Manchester United, <laughs> we, we can't even talk about United. So Leicester, they they have a great chance. Like and they their main players don't seem to get injured. You know this they, they sold uh, um, Kante. They recovered from that. Yeah. They sold Mares. We recovered from that. You know, they yeah. sold Maguire just this summer. No, it doesn't even make a difference. <laughs> it doesn't even make a difference. Your defense is still good. Mm. Like, Johnny Evans is playing well. Wilfred and Didi. Mm. We, have and to, Didi. we have to speak about the work he does. That 4-1-4-1, he's the one right in front of the defense. And really, he makes he makes the job for Johnny Evans, like, easy because he, he clears a lot of shit up before it gets to the defense. And then right back Pereira, oh, that guy is what? He's a baller. He's a baller. He's, he's a so baller. confident. He's so he's so fearless. He goes up and down that right side, you know. And Perez, honestly, until this last game, I 
he hasn't really done much to me. Like it's Vardy that has been holding the line. He hasn't scored. So exactly. So my only thing is Vardy doesn't get injured, but if he does, that I, would be I, the downfall. That would be the that, that would be devastating because the way he keeps defenders honest with that ball over the top. They they are scared of that ball over the top. His pace is amazing. So teams drop off and then Madison Tilemo dominate with the passes. And then they just create chances and score. You know, they played out the wing. Um, Bounce can cross. Madison can cross. So the deliveries are good. Tilemon can cross. He can pass. He can shoot. You know, yep. Wolfram Didi is on the defensive end making like, you know, and it's just Ben Chilwell left back. They say Chelsea want him. So the team is, you know, the team is really good. So yeah, yeah. it would be, yeah. Wolfram, what do you, what do you think, like, what do you think about their prospects for Leicester? Like, Kerry kind of already said he doesn't think they're going to be able to do top four. I mean, not to get too carried away about what they're doing right now, but they're literally two points behind City. They're in third place, level on points with Chelsea. Do you think that top four is realistic? Yeah, I think it's uh, very realistic. I think that's what they brought uh, Brendan Rodgers to do, uh, take mm. them back to uh, Europe. And I think with the way they're playing now, and uh, with the structure they have, I can see them doing it. I, I can actually see them doing it. Did you guys realize um, Leicester scored, I think, three goals and Jimmy Vardy had no involvement in those first three goals they scored against um, uh, Southampton uh, in the 9 yeah. 0 Yeah. That, that, that's to tell you that they've, they've really added firepower to the team to a point where, like, they, they other people can score. Like the the championship Leicester team, if Vardy or Maris didn't score, it was really hard for them to, you know, get goals. It was either one zero for uh Vardy one zero goal or Maris or or maybe Okasaki once in a while. But right now they have players that could score. And then you guys were talking about Vardy getting injured. If Vardy gets injured, all they have to do is play Ayonzo Perez as a false nine and they will still be working. So it's like they, they've 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 prepared themselves to be able to, uh, to to be able to play and even expand even if the key players are hurt. Like if Madison should get injured, they will just play Tillemans and uh, 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 Pratt, and then oh, but that would make a huge difference. It'll, it'll I make, don't think you can just it'll, it'll, it'll make a difference. But I I, I think. I think they would still find a way to win. I I, I, I kind of want to wait for that to happen, but I think they will still find a way to win because they are not playing. They are that. They are not that Leicester that uh, relied on individual players. They are playing as a set. They are playing as a team, and that's that's a difference. That's, that's what I'm seeing so far. Like they work as a unit, and it, it's really really good to see them play like. As a compact team, I really think they can make top four because, like, United, I don't know where they hit this stand. Chelsea, Chelsea is having a really <laughs> great run. Um, Arsenal, <laughs> well, now Emery doesn't even know his uh, starting 11, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, Pochettino is, not- yeah, we we should, we should, yeah, yeah let's okay. let's talk about Arsenal actually, since since we're on it. Um, so. Or, mm-hmm. If people don't know that are listening, we can we can inform you that during Arsenal's game where they were up 2-0 and somehow ended up dropping points um, to Crystal Palace to let them come back, Granit Xhaka had yep. the moment of the weekend, right? Like, he was getting subbed off, and the fans were booing because Arsenal fans, as you've probably heard on this podcast multiple times, are fed up with Granit Xhaka. They're tired of him. They don't like him anymore. And he basically, like, egged on the fans. And I was like, yeah, boo me. And, like, took off his shirt, walked down the tunnel. A big thing. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal regardless, right? But then mm-hmm. Granit Xhaka happens to be the captain of Arsenal, which kind of just makes it all worse. So I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about, like, what's the role or the importance of a captain? Because a lot of people are putting a lot of emphasis on, like, how can he be the captain of the club? There's no captains at Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. Isn't... There's a perspective of like, yo, all these guys are like professional players. Like, why do you really need a captain? Like, why are you putting so much emphasis? So, Winfred, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think the role or the importance of a captain is at a club like Arsenal? Oh, man. The captain is everything on the field. 
look, when you have a coach and a coach gives you tactical instructions and you are in the game and the game changes, it's the captain that pulls everybody together. It's the captain that leads. It's the captain that instructs people on what to do and when to do what. Like, great captains actually help football teams. Great captains go on to become great coaches. Like, look, you need a man on the field that is a leader. A leader that can lead, a leader that can pull the team out of any situation. I'll give you an example. Everybody says a lot of things about this player, Jordan Henderson. But Jordan Henderson is one good captain in England right now. The guy knows his strengths. The guy knows what he can do. And he knows what he brings to the team. And the guy leads that Liverpool team. He's he's probably the weakest link in that team. But because of his, uh, because of his leadership qualities, mm-hmm. you cannot play him. You cannot sit him out. Like, Look, 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 look at it. Look at the amount of times like, that this Liverpool team has choked. Yeah. Right? The amount of finals they've been to that they've choked. And this guy is able to lead them to a Champions League final. I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. There were other uh, instrumental players that right. led the team. And, uh, but, but in all, like, you could see what he brings to the team. Now, compare Xhaka to Jordan Henderson, <laughs> right? They probably they both make the same amount of errors, but when it comes to being a leader, who would you pick? I mean, at this point, Henderson, you've convinced me. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let me give you another example. Noble. Noble, Mr. West Mr. West Ham. Yeah. Since 16. Look, look at the pedigree. Look at the pedigree of uh, of his captaincy. Yeah. Right. Look at who he stands for as a uh, as a player. Right. I'll give you another example. Milovojevic of Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. When the when the tough times come and they get a penalty, guess who stands up to it? Milovojevic. And he buries them. them out. He buries them and he pulls them out. So a captain is very important. I'll give you another example. The guy that just retired, company. Company was one of the best no, That's a captain. That's a captain. That's a coach yeah. on the field. See, yes. a captain is very important. And even I'll give you a, a, an Arsenal, a same Arsenal, a, another Arsenal, like a, a retired player, Vieira. Mm-hmm. Look at Vieira, Vieira the captaincy and the Vieira. Eh? Look at the captaincy and the, uh, the Sali. Like these are top players. These are captains. These are these are guys that you could trust. Like if. Like, with Jaka's behavior, do you think Gwenduzi will listen to him if he tries to chastise him or, or <laughs> about a wrong pass? Do you think he will ever listen nah. to him? No. Because guess what? In this <laughs> current day, Gwenduzi is playing better than the captain. So why would he listen to you if Absolutely. you don't? You also don't have uh, leadership qualities? See, I'm not saying hmm. Jaka should be the, the, the best player on the field to be captain. All I'm saying is, you have to be a leader. Like you have to, you have to have that that uh, that. Uh, I, 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 I want to use this word swag. You have to have that. Yeah, you have to have swag. that. Uh, uh, what do what do they call it? Panache. Eh? To be able to pull the team out. Hmm. Eh? To be able to pull the team out of bad times. Like you are the captain. You're against subbed off of of a yeah. tactical sub. It's not because you were playing bad. That game he actually didn't do bad at all he was actually playing i uh, have yeah, yeah he played, he played okay. okay we were getting subbed off for a tactical sub and it like guy it was 2-2 there was 30 minutes to go run off the field and guess what he walked from the farthest distance to come exit from where the player came. he could have got off on the other side of the field on the other side exactly yeah uh, granted, I don't support what Arsenal fans do uh, did to him, and it seems like this is a trend with Arsenal fans. They've done it to several people. They did it to Mustafi. They keep doing it to Mustafi. They've done it to Bellerin. <laughs> they, they, they they've done it to Bellerin. They did it to Ozo. They, the first complaint, Ozo, Ozo is the the problem why they were losing. They should bench him. They started exactly. benching him. Exactly. Now they say Ozo is the reason why they can't Still score. Wasn't. They should play him. See, Arsenal fans are very typical. <laughs> very typical guys. Very typical of this. Huh? Very confused fans. Eh? I think what, what what they need to do to Arsenal fans is to just auction them off to other teams. Just auction them off. 
you know. <laughs> no, no, Who's no, gonna no. Take them, no, no, no. We want no, no, no. Just auction them off to other teams so that they can go normalize and come back. But this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> they all have the same similar traits. Very similar traits. <laughs> Yo, Kerry, do you think that there's any chance that or? Yeah, do you think there's any chance that Xhaka can come back as the Arsenal captain? Or do you think like it just has to be given to someone else at this point? Um And then what does it mean if like he comes back as a captain? Like what what does that mean for Emery? What would you think of him? I think the disruption in the stadium, especially with home games, it might be something else. If he doesn't apologize and the next time he plays, they conveniently left him out of this Carling Cup game they played today, let's see you the weekend. I really don't see... Honestly, the decision has been made for Emery because he made a bad decision in the first place. Yeah. Right? Picking Shaka as the captain. You know, Winfred gave a great uh, great comment about what the captain should bring. I mean, the captain like sets the tone for the team through his attitude and his work rate, first of all. Forget being the best player on the team. Like, your attitude and your work rate has to be at 100% at all times. Mm. So, you're setting that example. Then everyone else follows. Shaka, he doesn't he doesn't do that. So, you, he made a mistake. And I think now is a chance for Emery to correct that mistake. If he doesn't, if the next time Shaka comes on the field, Shaka is the captain and he hasn't apologized to the, you know, to the Arsenal fans... I see them, you know, booing him again. Honestly, <laughs> Arsenal have so many issues on the field. They don't need an extra one. Mm. You know, they don't. They do not need an extra one. So just coolly take it off him, give it to someone else. I would say the most consistent player on the team has been Aubameyang. Just, just, just give it to him. But do you, you know, think like Aubameyang to me doesn't come off as a leader though? Like, do you like? If we're saying a captain has to be a leader and all these things, like I, sure. that would to me it seemed like that would kind of be like a, eh, not the greatest choice. It's kind of like if Pogba was the captain of United, like I don't think he should be the captain. All right, so the issue here is who will you give the captaincy to? That's in your starting lineup. They have no one. They have no characters. Yeah. The last the last person to me has mm-hmm. left is Ramsey. And he left in the summer. Yeah. Laurent Koscielny Laurent Co- looked at the team and he's like, yo, I'm tired of this. <laughs> I, I think, Please, I think one go. person... So yeah, go left. ahead, Wise. Sorry. Yeah, so I just think Aubameyang, his consistency in the team, you know... He plays he every always, game. He plays every game. He usually scores. So at least, let just give it to your most consistent player and... Who knows, maybe it can bring out something from him that we haven't seen. Because throughout all these things, he is, like, quiet. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not really doing anything. And, you know, in fact, the forward line is suffering as a result. Maybe give it to him, let him get a little bit of ginger from it, you know. And, yeah. So, Winfred, you were trying to say something. Yeah, I was going to say Socrates, but then again, he said something about consistency and it kind of shut me up. What of uh, Kolasinac? Oh my God, he's not going to be playing. (laughs) 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 Uh, Kolasinac Kolasinac is a funny funny, person. His parents left Bosnia. They've done the suffering for him. They came to Germany to study a good life. The guy still ended up a goon. Like, <laughs> the, the guy still ended up a goon. Like, you know, doing all these things. After your parents, like, they've suffered in life, done hard work, came came to Germany, you know. I think he was born in Germany. I'll give you good life. Still, the guy looks like, man, still has that thing. You know, I'm, I'm from the ghetto. I'm from the... He probably grew up in, like, the rough part. Yeah. You know, where, like, most of the immigrants are mm-hmm. so the guy just looks like <laughs> I, I think it was a mecca that said it like he's a fucking bouncer yo he said the guy's a bouncer has protected Ozil <laughs> left and right I'm, I'm telling you so it's just crazy and I think with the way uh, the way that Tierney kid has been doing whips I think that guy is trying to creep into the first team so I don't think and Kolasinac just 
I uh, I can't see him being the captain. <laughs> so I think for just the consistency factor, yeah, Obama Young is my best pick. He's really injured, plays all the time. I, I think you know maybe, and he's he's probably older than. Besides, like the defensive players, like the center backs in Socrates and David Luiz and Mustafi. I think around the field, mm-hmm. he's probably like one of the oldest players. Yeah, I think so. so Definitely up there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think it's something... I think that's that's like the best choice. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I appreciate that. Um, I think we should take a bit of a turn and we should go to our, our most famous segment. Right? If you're listening, you already know what segment this is. This is what you're listening for. Every week, we give you the bust of the week. We present them with the award. Uh, George, a.k.a. Lil Pep, has promised that he's going to do t-shirts, I believe. He's going to, you know, so you're going to receive a gift. So you want to be the bust of the week, if for nothing else, at least for the t- uh, the t-shirts. Um, so, Winfred, I'm going to let you um, present our busts of the week. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a great honor to be to present the bust of the week. Uh, as a great boxer from Ghana said, his name is Bukum Banku. Said a man is never careful unless he buys a, a, a white car and a white shirt. And, <laughs> and one thing I know for certain, there are three busts of, uh, of the week for this week. I know for a fact, all three of them have white shirts, but they all don't have white cars. And that's how I know <laughs> they are not careful. These guys, mm, they're not careful. These guys, these guys are horrible. They are horrible. <laughs> and uh, look, two of them are brothers. Huh? Two of them mm. are brothers. Uh, the, uh, the, the two of them are called the Umo Boss Pack. Eh? The Umo mm. Boss Pack Combo. Special Combo, not available Special on combo. FUT. Mm, yes, this is a family boss pack. <laughs> Look, they were both sitting at, at home. They were like, you know what? How can we join this Emeka challenge? <laughs> you know what? How about we make our own challenge? We we take it to another level. How about a family boss package? <laughs> this is what these guys sat down and did. These two <laughs> brothers are horrible. Horrible. <laughs> And you, you know what's funny? Was yeah. there was an episode where I had you, Daniel, and uh, uh, Abe, right? Abe. And they were that was a famous preacher man. <laughs> yes. And they were telling us about how the the the, the Chelsea trio played, trio, uh, trio played. And uh-huh. it's funny that the two of them are both in the same week. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, Abe, Daniel and Abe. And see, that reminds me of something. <laughs> Look, if you were born in, uh, into this world to come kill elephants, right? You don't chase around grasshoppers. You don't worry yourself with rats. Wow. See, Daniel wow. and Abe are grasshoppers. <laughs> I came to kill the elephant. <laughs> and the elephant in this, in this specific conversation... Is Chibi. Wow. Chibi is the elephant. <laughs> yes. I don't know how he got on top of the tree, but I know for a fact he's going to come down. <laughs> he's an elephant. Yeah. He has to come down. <laughs> he has to come down. But don't let me drift. The bust of this week, by smaller margins, is mm-hmm. Abe, Josh, and a, a number one boss who has been boss of the week two times in three weeks. Wow. Daniel. <laughs> this guy wants to set records and we'll let him because <laughs> that's what him. boss do. We'll let him. Let, let him set records. Keep going. This is the first time a family has introduced themselves in the proper fashion in the hmm. boss of the week category. Eh? Two family members fighting head blows to blows to see who can come up with lesser points. And this is fantastic. I like this. Let's keep this going. Let's keep this same energy. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you so much for presenting the boss of the week. Um, yeah, guys, please let them know. Shout them out. If you talk to them this week, you can't call them by their name. They're just boss no, of the week. That's how we refer to them yes, until please. we have a new one. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the teams. It was it was actually a very high scoring week, but yes. I can't even talk too much because I was like a couple of points away from being the boss of the week. Don't too, worry, so I, I survived. Drop. I saw you <laughs> drop from the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's because George keeps lying to me George told me last episode that Aguero was going to play and he was going to start he was going to do this and Aguero like did not do anything it was literally a waste of space and he didn't start yeah and that's see that's Abe's problem Abe captain Aguero <laughs> so <laughs> he was done from there like literally I'm trying to see what do all these other guys do I, I also have Aguero yeah and it is it is just giving me sleep sleepless nights because I mean what Pep has done to my starting lineup because he I brought in Chris Wood Chris Wood gets injured in training and Aguero is my other striker so my strike force got to one point because Aguero came off the bench damn imagine and this is two weeks in a row <laughs> Aguero didn't start the last yeah I don't game. understand what's wrong with Pep man it's so actually annoying two me weeks too. In a I've gotten zero from my strike force. It's man, just you sound like it, you need a hug. <laughs> I, I do, I, I do. But I'm. I guess the good thing is that for some reason the the rest of my team kind of still shows up. I still kind of get enough points not to be <laughs> not to be the best. <laughs> which is. <laughs> so, Thankfully, like the rest of the team comes up, and but like no striker points for two weeks. I don't remember ever going like a period like this where none of my strikers are playing. Yo, guys, these so, guys really actually talk to each other because they all captain Aguero. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say they all had the Bruyne. So they all had other players mm-hmm. that could have captain, but they all chose to captain Aguero. Yeah, mm-hmm. see collaboration, Colla- collaborative boss. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's crazy um so yeah uh i guess we can let's talk about our our ghfl table a little bit uh winfrey kind of talked about it i want to i want to incorporate a new segment where we at least shout out the people that are like at the top of the table because they deserve <laughs> some credit and some love so number one currently is chibi who just keeps putting up ridiculous game weeks like oh, yeah. literally he just put up 75 points I don't even, and he didn't, and you know the crazy thing? He had Vardy. He didn't even captain Vardy. He captained De Bruyne. So, like, he could have put up way more points, but he's still number one. Uh, number two is Owula. Owula is literally right there. Two points right behind Chibi, literally, like, giving chase. He put up 74 points. Like, he's not giving up either. Owula has been very consistent, too. Um, he also had Vardy and also didn't captain Vardy. He captained Salah. So, I mean,. We're lucky these guys made mistakes because we could be way behind them. Number three is our very own Kerry Wassa that's here listening, talking to you right now. Um, he didn't have Vardy though. He's not. He's not on that wave. But I'm not on the wave. <laughs> but he put up a lot of points as well. He put up 49. So you actually kind of fell off, right? I think you dropped. Oh, I definitely fell off. Yeah. No striker yeah. points and 49. So if if Aguero played, like, come on, they're playing Aston Villa. Yeah. I feel like if Aguero played, that's a minimum of. 10, 10 points for me right there, like seriously. Yeah, and I'm 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 actually being generous, saying ten. He could have he could have gotten like fifty. No, definitely. So, Yo, oh, actually, yeah, that's yeah, that's actually the next I want to talk about. But let me just talk about four and five yeah. real quick. We'll do top five. Everyone else work hard to be top five. Number four, Kwaku. I don't know uh, who this uh, is, but Kwaku. I'm boy from uh, middle school. Uh, di- di- okay, yeah, your boy from middle school is doing pretty well. Yeah, he put up. 66 points this week. He also had Vardy, and he actually captained Aguero, so he, like, dropped a lot of points. Man, I feel bad for these guys, even though I shouldn't. They're top of the table. Why would you feel? I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> and number five, we have Kevin Gobella. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, yeah, he put up 48 points. He captained Kane, which is an interesting captain. Put up points. Um, so, yeah, shout-out to those people, top five. Everyone else, if you want to get shouted out here, um, make sure you get into top five. If you're not top 20, don't talk to us, please. We're not talking <laughs> to you. 
Um, Winfrey can't say anything right now, but it's okay. Nah. You're allowed. You have special permission. You have special permission. <laughs> um, so actually, what I want to talk about next is the games that are coming up. And, you know, he kind of talked about Aguero and the points he's going to put up, or he could have put up. City have a very tantalizing game. Mm-hmm. They're playing Southampton. And I have Aguero. I would love to captain him, but of course I'm not going to because I don't know what Pep is doing anymore. But what do you think is going to happen? Do you think City is going to go for 10? I mean, they have to go for 10 if Leicester just put up 9, right? Sounds logical. <laughs> yeah. They'll just keep counting it up. So you did 9. City's gonna, I mean, we know City is like, if anyone can put up like 10 goals, it's City. Like City is like their bastards. I go to go and just be like, oh, let's do our own. City will not it's score so ten goals. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. I think I think that Leicester game was a one-off. I think even if they win, they could win three or four zero. But I don't see ten. I I I do not even see five. Really? I, I can see four though. Okay. I can see four though. Yeah, so hopefully Aguero starts. He started the Carabao Cup game. Which means he might not start. Jesus also started the Carabao Cup game. <laughs> and I was I was kind of watching. <laughs> I was watching to see who they would sub off first. first yeah. To give me a clue. But Jesus was subbed off at the 80-something minute. And Aguero played the whole game. So I'm like you. I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm just scared. I'm just scared right now. I'm like, what's gonna happen? Because I can't sell Aguero. Like no. I just can't sell him before a Southampton game. I have to either get zero or get fifteen or twenty from him. You know, I'm just gonna write it out after the Southampton game. I'm. I'm gonna make my decision if I'm gonna, you know, sell the guy. And just but then, as annoying too, it's not that he he doesn't even just play; it's that Pep will sub him on, and then he just ruins your like. You can't even be like, oh, he's just gonna be yeah. subbed off. Like he's going to get points. It's just either gonna yeah. be one point or it's gonna be fifteen, like you said. And I, I I feel like Jesus is really good. He has the potential to be a superstar, but City play better when Aguero is in. They just do like there is a connection between all those guys and I, I feel like they score more goals yeah. than him on the field. I mean, he's the second highest goal scorer and he just lost it to Vardy this past week and he hasn't started two games. So that shows you how much the, he scores when he plays. He doesn't, when he plays, he doesn't take, you know, time off. He is, you know, he's he's like a special striker and, uh, you know, it doesn't look like he's doing so much on the field, but just... Feed him in the 18, he will find a way to score. You know, when the team needs, he can come out and play with the team. But usually he's in the box just trying to score. I feel like if he plays, yo, it could be four or five goals on a Saturday morning. I'm hoping for six, honestly. Like, that's what I'm I'm banking on six city goals. I need it. Yeah. Winfrey, what do you they think is going to happen that game? Man, you know what? Uh, yesterday, I was at work. I checked a, a lineup, and I was very happy after I checked it. Still in the play. Mm. So happy. It made my captain pick very easy. I'm just going to leave the armband on him and just hope for the best. I pray Sterling scores four. And I play the bench Aguero. <laughs> no, Aguero, I, I really don't think he's going to oh, start. Oh, don't worry. Just because he hasn't been That would be three games oh. in a row. Three per game. I told you that. Bro. I really think that Pep is willing to move on from Aguero. Oh, like, I know you guys told me I was making up stuff, but you just said it yourself. Like, they literally play better with Aguero. Mm-hmm. Jesus is good, but he's not better than Aguero. Yet, he keeps... Like, if Jesus plays well, they're going to give him a chance to play. Like, that's it just looks so obvious to me. Yeah, so I, I think the thing is that everybody knows how talented Jesus is, and they know what his potential is. So... I think Pep is. I think there there was a there was a talk with the agent with the player like yo I need more minutes or else I'm gonna push for a move, because Pep has to think yo Aguero is 31 which yo it's yeah. it's he's actually not there yet for me to say move on from Aguero he's 31 he can still play till 33 34 definitely like, so it's it's that they don't want to lose Jesus I feel and they're. He's actively trying to give him more more minutes to have him start more games. That's that's just what it is. Because these teams, a, a lot of these teams, they don't have two 
excellent striker. Yeah. Like if if you go to Tottenham, it's just Hurricane. Hurricane has he plays every game. He's not scared of losing his position. You know. Yeah. Other teams you go to Arsenal is you know it's it's a bummer young. You know, Chelsea clearly. Frank Lampard has made a decision that it's it's Tammy. So every team has the one striker and City have this kid, Jesus, and he has to play because he's good enough. If not, he will leave. I feel like that's exactly what I feel like you're there. Like, yo, if, if, if I don't get enough starts, I'm going to try and move on. Yeah. So I pray. I mean, I'm just praying to God because you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and just, I'll captain Aguero, hmm. just fuck it. I'm going, I'm, I, I live by the sword. I would die by the sword. All right. Oh, I'm just gonna captain the guy and just see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely, I'm captaining De Bruyne. I feel like De Bruyne is safe. I know he's gonna play. If they score goals, he's gonna be involved, unless yeah. he somehow does what Madison did to me. But I don't think he will. De Bruyne is more trustworthy. Um. Oh, another another big game I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Arsenal Wolves game. Um, two teams that have really kind of had. It's funny because Arsenal is having a decent season. It just feels like it's been disappointing the last couple of weeks because of a couple of results. Um, Wolves on the other end are like they're almost like not even trying in the league or something. Like they're just focused on Europe, and it's, it's just very obvious. But I'm looking at the table. They're twelfth because the table is jam packed in the middle but what do you guys think is going to happen I'll start with you Winfred how do you or I, I guess carry actually um what do you see happening in this game so this game is very very interesting you know because in the past couple of weeks so many things have happened with these two teams mm-hmm. we see that we've gone we've spoken in length about the Arsenal situation the defensive midfield Shaka etc so that's interesting. But what's really interesting is we're actually with Wolves. So at the beginning of the season, you know, they are trying to figure out the balance between the um, the the Europa League and the Premier League, you know, so they've dropped points. But then they go to City and beat City. That's a galvanizing result. And Adama Traore is now in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Adama Traore with his strength and his speed physicality on the right going against I don't know if he will start Tierney because Colasina started to dig Tierney is a, a small skinny kid <laughs> so <laughs> he's not ready yet he's not ready to play <laughs> against guys like Adam Traore <laughs> <laughs> he looks he's he's a beast literally like you know so that, that game is so interesting because Arsenal have a weak spine you know, even at home, which, you know, Arsenal is supposed to do better at home. And Wolves is that team that can, de- I mean, they beat City, credit to them. They can definitely beat Arsenal in Arsenal's current demise, you know. So it's going to be a very, very interesting game. You know, I think Arsenal should let let let, let Shaka relax, you know, play Torreira in that DM, play Ganduzi uh, alongside him. And so that's the thing. Who like Ozil, Ceballos? They are both not in any sort of form. So you look around the Arsenal team, and you're like, you're not sure. I think uh, Ozil played today. No. Yeah, Ozil played today. but they conceded five goals. (laughs) Oh yeah, that too. (laughs) They they conceded five goals against a very, very, very weak Liverpool. Arsenal played a real team. Arsenal played close. Arsenal played basically their. Europa League yeah. team. You know, they had players that have been that have been starting, you know. Saka has played a couple games. Martinelli has played a couple games, scored a lot. They definitely scored. But if you have Mustafi in your defense, maybe you should not be considering five goals compared to having um Gomez and uh, I, I I I don't know who else Liverpool played, but it, it wasn't Lovren, it wasn't it wasn't Van. Dijk, no, they played guys I've never even heard. They played, yeah, Van, they played Van Damberg. I don't know who that is. Exactly. Brandon that Williams or Nico, not Brandon, Nico Williams, Elliot. Yeah, no. So I'm like, yo, <laughs> I know this game will have goals. When I saw the lineup, I was like, this game had goals, but five five. So this shows you where Arsenal is at the moment. That. Under twenty three players with no experience, like the 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 Vandenberg is eighteen, the Williams is eighteen. They they brought a kid off the bench 
Curtis Jones, who was 18, and he delivered the assist for the last goal. So they played kids. And Brewster they, is like 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah, Brewster, you know, and they just sprinkled some experience. And the experience they sprinkled isn't experience that is on form right now. Yeah. So Chamberlain is just coming off a huge injury. He hasn't played a lot. Um, Adam Lalana literally just came back from injury as Keita. well. But they played like fringe, fringe players. Keita has played like two games this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Five, five? <laughs> so if they can collect five against these kids, like Wolves with threats like Jimenez and Jota and a system that they know and Adama Traore who can definitely give Arsenal tr- problems, man. So hopefully that's another high-scoring game. Do you think Wolves are going to win? Because it sounds like you're leaning that way. Man, man, I would not be surprised. Give me if, a prediction. Yeah, uh, prediction. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Um, yeah. Two two. Two two. A tie. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a tie. Two two. Okay. Winfrey, what do you think? What do you think about the game? I want you to give me a prediction as well. Um, but also just generally, what do you think? Like, do you think like Wolves seem like they're giant killers, right? Like they're just very good at playing big teams, sitting back, hitting you on the counter with Jimenez and everyone else. And it works. It doesn't work against small teams, I guess, because small teams give them the ball. Do you think it's the same script that they're just going to go and they're going to be Arsenal? Yeah, I, I I feel Wolves have a, a really good chance against this Arsenal team. This Arsenal team is um, they're not balanced right now. And I, I was just uh, while while Watch was talking, I was just analyzing the whole game in my head, and it's kind mm-hmm. it's really kind of interesting um, looking at it from uh, that perspective. So let's look at it this. Uh, let's let's look at it from all sides of the field. Uh, in defense, you know, Cody, Bolly, and uh, uh, Burnett. Um, I think they are more solid than um, uh, the Arsenal. Uh, uh, center, uh, yeah, center, back uh, center back parents. I think they're more solid than them. I think, Bolly, I think yeah, Bolly Bolly might be injured. injured okay, Don't so they might play. That. Uh, they might play size. Uh, uh, as a center back, on the yeah right side center back. Size I think even good. with that, with that inclusion, it's still better than uh, David Luiz and Socrates on a good day. All right, now look. Let's look at their fullbacks, uh, Johnny okay. and uh, either Adama or Doherty. I think they're still, yeah, I think they're still better than Doherty. Well, you can argue Bellerin and Tierney at 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 at, uh, at full strength and full fitness are better than at full fullbacks. strength. Okay, all right. So I'll give the fullbacks to Arsenal. All right, cool. Now let's look at the middle of the field. Uh, Moutinho, Neves. And maybe let's let's throw Dendonka for argument's sake. We we kind of Wolves just rotate their midfield a lot. I think Wolves have a better midfield than Jaka, Guendouzi, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Ceballos or Willock, Guendouzi, Jaka. Emery doesn't know his uh, starting trio in the midfield. I think Wolves have a better midfield than uh, than oh, what you might call it Arsenal. Now, for attack, I know for a fact Arsenal has a better attack than uh, Wolves, right? But is there a good attack if the midfield cannot supply them the ball? Because create, yeah, because creativity is their problem right now. A link, a link between the midfield, the defense, and the midfield, and then the midfield to attack. When I saw Ozu play today, I saw that gap covered. Ozo was strung, he was stringing the team along like it was an orchestra. And I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating. This guy's pass <laughs> to Saka to get Martinelli his second goal was exquisite. It was, imp- he, he improvised, he just intercepted the ball. Hmm. Normally people will intercept the ball and then take a touch and then make a pass. You know what he did? He intercepted the ball in a 360 turn and made a pass with with the interception in one touch to set up uh, Saka to across the ball to Martinelli. Now, that's class. Nobody in the Arsenal team can do that. But if you start Ozo, then you have a weakness in the midfield because you have to cover for him defensively. Now, if you do that against Wolves, you're going to get beat. Yeah. 
Now I'm looking at Jimenez uh, and Jota or Jimenez and Adama Traore against Socrates and David Luiz. I see goals. Oof. I see a lot of yeah. goals. <laughs> like I see a lot of goals there. So it's like I'm really torn apart. Like in terms of Arsenal has a really good uh, starting. Uh, uh, they have a really good uh, attack. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's like the whole team is not really like clicking. And I really can see Wolves like beating uh, Arsenal because Nuno is a tactical genius. He's going to outsmart Una Emery. Hmm. Hmm. He, look, Nuno outsmart Pep. Yeah. He's going to outsmart Una Emery. Multiple and, uh, times now, right? Yes. Yes. And I believe this is the type of games Wolves, they just live for this type of game. I actually am going for Wolves win. And um, okay. I, like, Give me a score. I like watching Arsenal fan TV. So this is how I want the game to go. I want Arsenal to score the first two goals, right? <laughs> and then I want Wolves to score three unanswered goals to make it 3-2. Mm, so, so that they can lose, the same they can thing lose against Crystal Palace. Yes, except but, a loss. But but a loss. So kind of like what they did today, right? <laughs> yes, basically yeah, they were up three one. They were up three one. Then it became three two. Then it went four two. Then it became four four. Then uh five four. They took the lead. Five, five. five four. Yeah. So yeah, this is exactly how I want it. I want people in the chat to cry, like people like Josh Bryan. <laughs> I want to go to uh, Arsenal Fan TV. Daniel. Daniel. I, I want to go to Arsenal Fan TV and see DT, Cloyd, all these guys just, just going crazy. <laughs> uh, that's what makes my Sundays and my Mondays at work. I, I'm, I'm, this prediction is biased, by the way, but I can actually see it happening. Three, two. Three, two wolves. Okay. I've written it down. We'll see what happens. Um, I guess to, to kind of finish the episode, it's mm-hmm. kind of round up. Um, do you guys have any player that you think is just positioned to put up a lot of points that you would recommend if that play uh, other managers out there go either transfer them in or if you have them, mm-hmm. captain them, right? So we know like Aguero, like you shouldn't say Aguero because we're like mm-hmm. we're scared he's not even going to play. Who do you yeah, think? Right. Who do you think is the person that's like, nah, that, this person is about to pop? Uh, Winfred, you could go first if you want. Okay, I uh, I'm looking at the United Access um <laughs> Marcel <laughs> was. I know you think so? <laughs> yeah, Marcel. Uh, whenever he plays nine, there's this fluidity and there's this link up and happiness between Rashford and uh, Marcel. Like whenever I see them interplay and interchange uh, their nine position, it kind of a little reminds me of Cole and uh, York. Uh, back in the day, yeah. Wow, that is back. high praise. That's high praise, and uh, I love it's, it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's 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 high. It's high praise. But let these kids, let these kids play together for a while, <sighs> and you would see, you would see they will come into play. Like look at the look at the uh, the third goal Marcia scored uh, with a Rashford assist. Mm-hmm. The back heel, the Marcia finish. Like that's typical Cole and York type of type of play and is, i think what social i think what social needs to do is to gather all their tapes and lock these kids in a room for a weekend and let them watch all of it hmm. and learn something from that because they have they they both have the qualities of those two players they were fast they were good dribblers they could shoot and they had an a, a knack for goals these two kids Marcel and rashford have the same kind of intelligence uh, and the same kind of skill set all they have to do is to learn to play with each other very well, and they would be good, you know? Yeah, so I, I'm tipping Marcel. Marcel, 7.5 uh, for a fantasy asset, that's not bad. And also, Manji is classified as a midfielder. So he gets more points and he gets clean sheet points. So remember that. And also has a higher potential for uh, BPS. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wise, who are you thinking? Yeah, man, there's so many options this week because there's some favorable matchups. Winfred mentioned the United Bournemouth game. Bournemouth can be porous. And 
forget the Bournemouth players could also score because United, I'm still not 100% convinced. So you, you you never know. Bournemouth at home, might, they might just turn up on on Manchester United, you know. Yeah. Liverpool is playing Aston Villa, so you you can go with the with the obvious guys. Salah, Salah's back, and I think. You know what? It won't be as easy as I'm making it seem, because Aston Villa they're really not a bitch team, but Liverpool could definitely do something. I'm more so looking at. The Brighton, Norwich, and Chelsea, Watford. Hmm. Now these are the games that I'm really saying could have goals. Brighton, they play very well at home. They play very like they attack at home. They they don't care if they concede. They if you're in their house, yeah, they will score you. See what they did against Tottenham. Mm-hmm. They a- attacked Tottenham right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Tottenham was confused. They won that game three zero. Norwich is definitely more porous than Brighton. So look at look look up your Brighton, you know, guys, mm, you know, um, I like that. Your your new 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 Mopay up top. Maybe they they might start with two Mopay and that uh, kid, the and Irish Charles kid. Are, I forget his name. His name excuse me. He scored the first goal. Connolly or who? Connolly. 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 Yeah, Connolly. So he could do so. This game, I see a high-scoring game. Norwich can score. They can concede. I mean, Manchester United haven't scored more oh, than a up. goal in any game since... <laughs> opening since game. Since when? Since, like, August. Yeah, since the opening game of the you season. Know, since the opening game. And then they they go to Norwich and they score three. Granted, Martial was back, but that's still telling to me. So, Brighton at home, against... That could be, that could be trouble. Yeah. Now, Watford, we know... What Watford has done this season, right next to Southampton. In fact, before the nine zero, Watford, yo, Watford has already collected eight this season. <laughs> Chelsea, they just lost today in the Carling Cup, so we we can see where their um interests lie. Yeah, they're in the Champions yeah. League and they're in the hunt for that top four. So I think Lampard wants to let that distraction of Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup, go away. You know, that's why he, he he didn't mind losing that game, I'm sure, to United. And then, so they're coming off that loss. They're like, yo, guys, we're back in the league. All right. Tammy back up top. Hudson Odoi, Christian Pulisic just scored a hat-trick. You know, so against a Watford, a Watford team that doesn't know what's going on, man. So Brighton, Norwich, and Watford, Chelsea, look at those assets. Give me a Chelsea player, though. Who should they get? Because there's a lot of options in Chelsea. There's there's a lot of options. Hudson Odoi is the cheapest, but I'm going to go with Willian. Willian didn't play today, Hmm. so he's guaranteed to start. With Hodoi and Pulisic, I don't know who will start now because now it's actually... Like there's 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 a serious competition yeah. for that left side between Odoi and Pulisic. So rather than worry about which one of them will start, William will definitely start. Okay. William will definitely start. So if you want a midfielder, go with William. If you can get a striker, you have the money in your team, go with. In fact, for somebody like me that has Aguero, I should sell Aguero and get Tammy. Mm-hmm. You know, I should sell Aguero and get Tammy. Yeah. But I've I've actually already used my servant. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, already, I've already used my servant. You were like I'm, I'm just I'm just saying something that I should have done. This 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 gem is for me. So get Tommy, get William, and uh, Mason Mount is Lampard's guy. I feel like Lampard sees himself in Mason Mount. Hmm. You know, so Mount will. All the Premier League games, I think Mount is guaranteed to start. William will start. Tammy will start. These three guys are guaranteed to bring up points. If you need a defender, maybe look at Alonso with his whips from the left. Mm. You know, that could that could play a role. So those are four solid options for Chelsea. Manchester City, you already know the options. Aguero, Sterling, well, not Aguero, Sterling. De Bruyne. Silva is like a good, cheap Man City option. I'm just that never sure if Silva is going to play. Well, this game, he would definitely play. He would definitely play. He wasn't involved at all. I don't think he was involved in the, in the Carabao Cup game. No, nah, I'm, sure so, I'm sure he wasn't. Yeah, so he would definitely play. Okay. So if you want to, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, so Chelsea guys are gonna be good. City guys, City at home, come on, Southampton. They they literally just beat them three one. They have seen what and man, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Yeah, I was definitely going to mention the City players. I think they're going to have an easy win against Southampton. Even though Southampton is going to try hard, they're just not good enough. And City's going to score at least three goals in that game. So Minimal. Yeah. And I also like the Brighton pick. It's a good pick. I can see your... You're seeing things I'm seeing because I think Brian is going to put up like three good goals against Norwich. So, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, okay. I don't know you guys are hype about United. I'm not as hype about them in this week, but we'll see. I hope for your sakes that they actually do what you're thinking they're going to do, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go and lay like a 1 1 draw or something boring like that. Um, All right, I think we've covered everything I want us to talk about um, for the most part. Uh, Is there anything you want to say as we close the episode? For the week, oh, I only have one thing to say. Make sure you're not bust of the week if you are listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, we're gonna find you wherever you are. Yeah, this week Abe almost escaped. Did you know that Abe almost escaped because yeah. George, who's always over eager to tell us who the boss of the week is, decided mm-hmm. that Josh was the boss of the week. But I had to do my research. I was happy to help, and I let everyone know that Abe was also in the running. He, he was the super boss. I think. I think George, George, Josh, and Emeka, they're always looking at each other's teams every week. <laughs> You know who has lower points, and as soon as they see if George hey, looks at, yeah, Josh and America and Daniel, they will just be like, "Oh, that person is the <laughs> Like literally, it has always between those between those four guys, Daniel, America, Josh, and George. So <laughs> they're always looking at each other's points. <laughs> as the the bus club. <laughs> yeah. Birth of the same feathers, <laughs> they bust together. They bust together. <laughs> Yo, thanks for being on, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. Uh, Make yeah. sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, so you can get updates when new episodes drop. Hey, Mr. Aguero, please. <laughs>